hello. Um, don't know what this is. Don't know if <laughs> this is an extension of uh, so what's the problem or not. We're just going to have uh, a, a spoiler-filled conversation about the new Scream movie. Scream 5, it's called. They keep well, missing it's called the five. Scream. No, no. They keep missing the five off the posters and stuff. I don't understand mm-hmm. it. I don't understand it's, it. They decided to call it Scream because it's sort of a reboot, sort of a sequel, sort of a... I mean, they call it a requel in the movie. Yeah. Um, which is good. I needed a word for that because I get kind of confused about what we call some of these things. Yeah, um, but it's still a sequel. Um, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, but it's I, more it's more reboot than sequel. Like, the original people are not in it that much. No. Um, just introduce yourselves. I'm Jimmy. Wait Jen. She stops drinking it. Yeah, Wait she stops <laughs> drinking at our craft mug. Um, that's Jen. Uh, so yeah, we both saw this movie. I saw it on Friday. When did you see it? Saturday. I saw it on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw it on Friday afternoon at about half past twelve, which is a good time for me to go to the cinema because I hate crowds. Um, so what was was there a was there a crowd? Was there like hooting and hollering when you were watching the movie or? No, it was. We went at four thirty, and um, between it, be, the time of day, and then just COVID, the numbers here are really bad. Yeah. Um. So the theater was pretty empty, and uh, maybe maybe a dozen people or so. Um. I don't know. I we were the we were in front, and everybody else was in back. Like we weren't in the first row, but like it seemed like everybody chose seats in back. So I'm not sure exactly how many people were there. Um. Right, but but yeah, it, and and it, the only person hooting and hollering was me. Um, yeah, I was. Well, I talked through the whole thing. I whispered, but I was whispering to them, like you know, like uh, Jack? no, no. If there was, if there had been somebody sitting next to me, I would have tried to control myself more. But right. there was no one around me and Dylan. And I just horror movies are the one movie where people are more accepting of reactions. Yeah, um, and you're I al- you're allowed to go <gasps> and like you know. But because there was no one around, it was easy. Like I, I didn't have to like watch myself. So you know, it's a lot of like, don't, don't do that. Like, and Dylan was laughing at me the entire time until the end, when multiple times I yelled, "Oh shit!" I couldn't help it. Oh, um, yeah. I yes, I was that person. It embarrassed Dylan. Um, and I, I do that. Some like if I'm really reacting to something, yeah. And maybe that's why I like being in theaters, like on opening day or whatever, when people are louder, like at Marvel movies, when people are louder, yeah. it's like when J Jonah Jameson showed up, when JK Simmons showed up at the end of, um, far from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yelled, I yelled because that's what I wanted. That's all yeah. I wanted was for him to show up in one of these movies. Didn't think he would. And I yelled, I yelled at the end of, um, God, which one was it? Uh, the M. Night Shyamalan movie where James McAvoy... Oh, Split. Split. I I reacted at the end of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, when someone like, appears. Yeah. I, I will yell when some shit happens, but... Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm usually very aware of people around me, and there just weren't people around me. So, um, yeah, See, I was talking to the characters. The I was... More... I was... Sorry. You were, you oh, were. I was just really tense because it yeah. was not, I personally didn't find it as predictable as they usually are. I and did. so I was, I was having, I, well, cause I felt like because there were different people doing it, 
and because it was this weird kind of reboot but sequel thing um i felt like the rules were out the window and so i just i didn't it well and because they surprised me right away because when i saw the trailers all the all the Jenny Ortega stuff that they showed in the trailers was just the first scene. So yeah. when I saw the trailers, I was like, oh, Jenny Ortega's going to bite it Die. at the beginning. But these killers aren't very good at their job. No, this, she said that and in the movie. It. <laughs> I, I love that the killers, they, they are not good at this. No, they're not. A lot of people survive. See, that's the thing, right? The, the more and more we talk, Jen, um, and I love you, you're a dear friend. But the more and more you and I talk, the more I realise that we're like really opposites. Um, yeah. Which is good for, it's good for like being podcast hosts. That's great. Mm-hmm. Because I'm when I'm watching this movie, I'm right up at the back. Mm-hmm. Right at the very back. My back is against the wall. That's, pro, that's more of an anxiety thing. I hate people behind me. But I still prefer that sort of thing where I can see. I don't like sitting in the front row. I can't, I, I'm sort of looking up and, you know. Um, I mean, it, I'm going to assume your theatres are like ours where it's like there's a couple rows in the front and then everybody else is a little further back. Um, so we go in the front row further back. I can't sit in the very front row, like the very front two rows. Right, um, I but, think but, some are like that, but I think our, our more modern ones are just... I, um, I do prefer yeah. the back, but Dylan, at, in recent years, has decided he wants to move a little closer. So I And I need new contacts. My eyesight's getting worse, right. so it's better for me to sit at the front. Um, and Xander likes to sit near the front. I think that's why we started doing that, because I used to always go straight for the back. Yeah. Um, but in this case, I'm really glad we were in the front, away from everybody, because I was too into the movie and <laughs> and whispering to the characters and and I love I love people freaking out at home I mean like that that's the other way we're o- opposite like you don't want to hear people at the theater you don't want to hear reactions yeah. and I love I mean like in a horror film I think it's more acceptable because you are reacting because you get scared like sometimes you just can't help but yell or jump in your seat or whatever and that's really fun for me um I so. think I think I don't like it because I live in Scotland. And in the UK we don't do that. That's mm-hmm. that's not a done thing. In America it's more accepting, which is fine. Well but Americans think, are ruder. Yeah, that's fair. But I think if I lived in America, if I was an American I'd be more accepting mm-hmm. of it and I probably would um I would expect it more. But over here we just don't do it. Mm-hmm. We laugh obviously when things are funny. Um, because you know we're not, you know, humorless, but we don't normally applaud at movies. I remember one time I can't remember what movie it was, but it was a few years ago. I went to a movie, and um, at the end of the movie, there was one guy who stood up and started applauding, um, and then it just it was like, and then he walked away because no one was applauding. But I agree with you about this movie. As um, yeah, I thought Jen Ortega was gonna die straight away. Mm. I I thought she was the Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Because people, not me, I'm 45. But young <laughs> people know who she is. Yeah, she's not huge, but she is no. known. Um, yeah. And I knew her from Jane the Virgin and you. 
And I really like her. Like, she's one of the few young actors whose name I actually know. Like, I saw her in the trailer yeah. and I was like, oh, that's Jenny Ortega. Then I was like, how do I know her name? Um, yeah. she, I don't know. Was she a Disney person? Do you know? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she was. Yeah, she seems like it. But if she was a Disney person, then she is more famous and I'm just out of touch. Yeah. Um, she's she's good. She's yeah. she's one of the strongest elements in this. Yeah, I really like um, her. I I fucking hated when she was getting stabbed at the beginning, um, and she was screaming, and I just wanted to go and save her. I I hated it, but um, she she lives, so that in a way is a good thing because if it was just that was how that was her dying, that's how she mm -hmm. died, then that would have been far too mean spirited. Mm. This movie. There was a lot of stabbing in this movie. There was a, a lot, lot of stabbing. Yeah, and some really gory, violent things. Um, like knives through the neck. Mm -hmm. But one person dies for a gunshot to the head. So there's you. Yeah. There's one. So what did you actually think of the movie then? I liked it. I did. Right. Um, I, you know, when we left, I asked Dylan what he thought, and he said he said he enjoyed it, but he also ranked it fourth above Scream Three. But less than the others. But my thing is, is yeah. I can't I can't rank because I've only seen it once. And um, I was so excited. Like, it, you know, I've been waiting for this for a while and I love this yeah. series. And so I'm so excited in the movie theater that I might sometimes I end up liking a movie more the first time when I'm super pumped than than I do later. So mm -hmm. I think I need a, another viewing or two before I decide. But I did. I really liked it. And I thought. With all the sequels and reboots we've had over the years, I thought this kind of combo of it was really good and really well done. Um, right. And so, I yeah, because we're getting the new characters, but then we have our old characters. Yeah. I liked that. What, what did you think? I actually genuinely, honestly do not know. <laughs> <laughs> it's been an entire weekend since I've seen this movie, and I don't know how I feel about it. Okay. That's fair. I'm with Dylan, right? I I, mm -hmm. I think I would I would do one, two, four, five, and then a kick in the bollocks, um, and then um, then the third movie. <laughs> I do so think I would I would rank them that way, but I would put it three or four. I I would have to do, I would have to watch four and five back to back to know which one I like better. I think four. See, I think this movie tries too hard to be smart. Mm. I don't think this movie is um, as as smart as it thinks it is. Well, because it, I mean, part of it is that it feels so much like the first one in certain ways because it is kind of a remake. They are yeah. redoing so much of it. And I did think, I'm curious what you think about this. At the end, when they show the party at the house, but they haven't, they haven't revealed what the house is. Like, I knew what it was. I knew that the original yeah. house was in it. But I think they did a pretty decent job of being in the house and not making it obvious where they were. Yeah. No, that's good. No, there is, there is things I like in this movie. I do. I think David Arquette is great in this movie. Yeah. Oh, man. I was um, hoping that everybody was not right about the speculation that he would die. Yeah. Um, as soon as I saw the trailer and I saw him walking down the hallway in the hospital, I was like, he's gone. That's his, that's his last stand. That's him gone. But the, one of the things that had me on the edge of my seat in this one is I truly believed they could kill off all three of them. I didn't think they would ever kill off Sydney. I think that I think the backlash would be too much if they killed off Sydney. But uh, I did think Gail would go, and I thought mm -hmm. Dewey would go. 
but but yeah, they could have they could have killed all three, absolutely. Um, and they killed um, uh, Judy. Is it Judy? Yeah, Barley oh, Shelton's I like her. Character. Well, and that um, was a, that was another thing that surprised me is that they, because I thought the whole thing was that they were trying to kill her, mm-hmm. and like they were tricking her about her son, but then they still killed yeah. her son. Like, yeah, th- there were little things like that where I was like, that I'm surprised by them. Yeah. Well, right. Let's talk about things I didn't like. Okay. <laughs> um, I did not like the Billy Loomis angle of it. Okay. I didn't like that she was seeing him. I don't really know what they were trying to do with no. that. I mean, I, I know that with the psychotic, anti, like her taking antipsychotic pills and stuff, that they were trying to show us like that she could be the killer. Yeah. Um, But I, and I, I get that, but I, Dylan and I were talking about this. We're pretty sure they did the Skeet Ulrich stuff just because there's the technology now to make people look younger. Yeah, I think they just did that just to say we can get Skeet Ulrich and show him looking younger, even though it looks a bit janky because mm-hmm. it still does look a bit janky. Yeah, um, didn't look as good that... as the Marvel films. No, no, it's a budget thing. It must be. Here's my problem with it, right? She doesn't know Billy Loomis. She has no idea what Billy Loomis sounds like and she doesn't mm-hmm. know what billy loomis was wearing when he died yeah that got to me yeah he's standing there wearing his white shirt that he died in and a blood on it and it would make more sense if this alliteration of um billy loomis was played by uh um uh, luke wilson because he plays <laughs> him in the stab movies yeah. And that's how she would know Billy Loomis. <clears throat> because making her see Billy Loomis as he was when he died and knowing what he sounds like, that's taking the Scream franchise into sort of supernatural mm-hmm. sort of territory for me. And I don't like that. I don't yeah. like... I like that Scream is grounded. And I just think that's a bit too much, a bit too sort of supernatural. So I like that they got him back but I don't like how they did it. Mm-hmm. It just didn't make any sense that she would know what her dad sounded like. And the fact that, as well as being like a serial, a serial killer, mm-hmm. um, Billy Loomis also slept around. Um, so, you know, there's that. Well, that, but that makes sense to me because uh, Sydney, wasn't putting, Sydney wasn't putting out. He really, really, really wanted to have sex with her and she wouldn't do it. And the guy is clearly, he doesn't have a lot of morals. So it makes total sense to me that he would be sleeping around. I don't know. I don't want to defend Billy Loomis. But it, it just seems a bit sort of forced that now he has. And we never meet the mum. Yeah. We never meet our mum. I think, I think that's for the best. Maybe the you mom so? maybe the mom is the cheerleader in the bathroom who was talking shit about Sydney. Oh, you mean the forty year old woman playing the teenager in that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I well, and along along those lines of her not knowing what he looks like in act three of Scream, the first Scream. Um, the other thing that bothered me is when they're watching what looks to be like a documentary about the Woodsboro murders, mm-hmm. that the shot, it's like paused on a shot of um, Billy Loomis, and it's just a screenshot from the movie. Like, yeah. you can That's get a picture movie. of younger Skeet Ulrich and put it there. Uh, I, I hate that. I hate when they do that. And 
TV and movies when you see a picture and it's clearly just as like yeah. they they really should, especially with um, episodes with like maybe a wedding or like with Gilmore Girls, like with a festival or something. Just take some pictures, take some candid photos in case you need to use them later. Even if it's even if it was like a behind the scenes still yeah. of them. Maybe. And now, now they probably could do that more because people have camera phones and they are taking pictures behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, but I just every like when you're when you're doing a show, just every once in a while, take pictures like you would at an event, so that you have yeah. them. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't understand. Like even even if it's just a selfie or something, I I don't understand why they do that. When I was little, I bought a Full House book that was supposed to be like a photo album like a family photo album, but the pictures were all stills. And I remember I, I, it pissed me off because I was like, this isn't realistic. Yeah. They did that with the, the, the Buffy uh, yearbook as well. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a Buffy yearbook that came out and that was all just stills. I think I have that. Yeah. Right. So we mentioned that Dewey dies and he's not in it enough. Yeah. For that to, I mean, I, I was sad, but I don't think, I don't think it resonated with me as much as it should have. Oh, it did. If my if my medication didn't keep me from crying, I would have been yeah. crying. I came close. The problem I have with it is they are relying a lot on you having seen the other three, four screen movies mm-hmm. um, to care about Dewey Dine. If you hadn't seen any of the other ones, you'd just be like, meh, who cares? It's just this old dude that they met, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I imagine there would be some people who watch this movie who haven't seen the others because... It's called Scream, and it's not called Scream 5. Mm. And that's exactly what they want to do. So they've probably got some people going to see this movie that have no idea who Dewey is, and then Dewey dies, and they're just like, yeah, okay, fair enough. I would think that most people would have at least seen the first one, and that's the most important one to have seen. But there were, I thought that... Maybe not. I mean, younger viewers might not have. I don't think you need to see the fourth one. No. Apart from from Judy. Yeah, but even then... It's not like we need to know what she was doing in that movie, you know. But I will say, no. I, I read in the IMDb trivia, which, of course, I read as, immediately as soon as I got home after the movie. So um, there was, when they were watching a video on YouTube. Yeah, that's, um, sorry, I know what you're going to say, but that's um, that's James A. Janice and Chelsea Rebecca, who are um, from the Dead Meat channel um, on YouTube. It's a horror channel. And they interviewed the guys at Radio Silence um, once and they became friends. So that's how they got into that. Um, okay. Into that. But yeah, a little plug for them. But yeah, I know exactly what you're going to say. So. Yeah, that there's a link there. <laughs> and I didn't notice there's a link there that has an interview with uh, Survivor Kirby mm-hmm. from the fourth movie. And I love that because everyone loves Kirby. Everyone loves yeah. Kirby. And people were wondering if she might be in this movie because we weren't sure if she actually died or not. Like they were like, she could have survived. And I, I wish she had been in it because I love her so much. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I like Hayden Panettiere, but like that is probably my favorite role of hers. Um, and her hair, yeah. her hair was so great. Um, I yeah. just, I love to know, I love knowing she survived. And the commentary for Scream 4, Wes Craven actually, Wes Craven and Hayden, Hayden Panettiere are actually doing it. It's other actors as well, but they're actually, they've talked to each other while they're doing the commentary. And he actually says to her, he says, if, if I make a Scream 5, um, Kirby's alive. Um, okay, okay. So they, they so, might might have done that for Wes. 
Yeah. Which, by the way, when I saw the four West, that's that's the second time I would have cried. If I was capable of crying, I would have burst (laughs) into tears. I and God, and I'll tell you what. A good, I need a new cry, good cry every once in a while. And that's one thing I hate about my medication. It keeps me from crying. And I yeah. like, I like crying in movies. I like feeling those emotions. Um, when Dewey but, died, I can't, I was, I, I was definitely doing the Claire Danes lip quiver or chin quiver. Right. The problem I have with Dewey, that Dewey dying is not, the, it's not just the fact that he's in it for 10 minutes and then dies. Um, well, we both, he should have been introduced a little bit sooner, I think. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's who done it. Um, Dewey is killed by a 14 year old girl this little tiny pixie child kills him and it's like nah you know you did not just kill Dewey fucking Riley with a, a child he's um, pretty weak though he's been stabbed nine times I know but but she has just been shot I know she's wearing a vest clearly yeah but she's been shot about five times Falling backwards into a glass door or whatever the fuck it was. She is probably injured as well, but she has the strength to stab a grown man in the front and the back and then put both knives up. I'll say this. That, don't I'll believe. say this. If I if I was going to be a serial killer, if I was planning to do what they did, I would be working out so much. Nah. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not nah, I'm not buying that. But I do like, I didn't see her coming as the killer. I yeah. do like that reveal. And that came out of I, nowhere. Exactly. I liked that. That was yeah. when I, that was one of the times I yelled, oh shit, really loud. Yeah. Because that was, that was surprising to me. And I liked that. I genuinely did not think it was her. I knew it was a boyfriend 100% in the minute. So oh, I didn't. I didn't. That's another thing that bothers me about the Dewey thing is it should have been Amber who went to the hospital instead of him. So then he could have been the one who kills Dewey, who kills Dewey, because, you know, he's a big man. So if Amber went to the hospital to see uh, Tara instead of, what's his name, Richie? Yeah. Um, then I think that would have made more sense mm-hmm. because it's her best friend. Amber yeah. was her best friend. It makes sense that she went to the hospital to see her best friend and then she gets attacked. Then she runs away with her friends, and then Richie is the one who kills Dewey. That makes more sense to me. Mm-hmm. But hey ho, I loved the I loved how much they fucked with us with um the doors, like that they would have someone open a door, and mm. you know you're they know we're expecting the killer to be behind the door. Yeah, because they do that, the music sting, they do the the music crescendo, then it stops. It's well, like, yeah, and that was one of the things that Dylan was laughing at me about is that I reacted. I was so tense every time someone opened a door, and I, yeah. I was totally reacting to it. And then I would get so mad when there was no one there, but like a good mad, like an enjoyable mad. Yeah, um, I liked that they weren't. They know what's predictable to us. And they were kind of trying to, you know, trick. They they wanted us to not know what to expect. Yeah. And I I appreciated that very much. I I think the guys who who wrote and directed this, I think they did a good job. Like, I feel like they knew the audience very well. And I feel like, like it or not, I mean, I feel like they were very respectful to the series. And that's always, that's always tough. Like, when somebody's doing a remake or a reboot and they're not one of the original filmmakers. Yeah. Um, it could, like, I don't like the Halloween, the Rob Zombie Halloween movies, but I respect them. I respect what he was, because 
because it was somebody making them with with real love for the series. Well, I say I don't like them. I still haven't seen the second one, but um, well, you see, the thing is though about the Rob Zombie Halloween movies, I don't really see that love. Um, coming from Rob Zombie in those movies, uh, I actually see like a hatred, a seething hatred for that franchise for some reason. Oh, he loves them the though. Way... No, I know. But I just don't get that. Hmm. I get it with these guys in this movie. Um, I get that that they love the Scream movies and they honour a lot of the Scream movies. I mean, the mm-hmm. Kirby thing was great. It would be better if she was in it. But it's good that they had Judy in it as well and then they actually acknowledged that Scream 4 is a thing. Yeah. Because they could easily have forgotten Scream 3 and 4. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of sequels do these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, or reboots, or yeah, reboots or whatever like the new Halloween is just a sequel to the first one, and it's like the others didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. Which drives me crazy. They could have done that with this, but they didn't. I like that. For me personally, they fixed something from Scream Three. Um, we when we you know talked about it before on the podcast. Um, you know we talked about how out of place Martha Meeks is. Yeah. Heather Matarazzo shows up, and it. It just seems so random and forced. But the fact yeah. that she's in this movie, that like she's a character that still exists in this world, yeah. that actually that made it better for me, I think. That because um, it was like she was never mentioned before. She comes out of nowhere. And now it's like she's there and she loves Randy. She's clearly like she's got a little shrine to him. Like she yeah. she honors him. And I love that. Yeah. I still think she was just like randomly forced into that movie. But I do. Oh, like she definitely was. Yeah, but I do like that they bring her back here. It makes mm-hmm. sense, and she's the mum of the of two of the only survivors. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So you mentioned it earlier on. Uh, the killers in this movie are absolutely fucking atrocious at their jobs. Mm-hmm. I love it. They they don't they don't kill Tara. I don't know if the plan was to keep Tara alive, mm-hmm. but they go to town in Tara in the beginning of that movie. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's Richie. They stab her a lot. So mm-hmm. I don't... And stab her through the hand and stuff. And it's like, well, you're clearly trying to kill her. So I don't know if that was a you know, fuck up or whatever. But then they fail to kill... Um, which is, you know, standard for horror movies where, you know, there's going to be a final girl and they fail to kill the final girl. But they don't kill... Oh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Randy's uh, nephew. Oh yeah, Randy's nephew, and they don't kill Randy's niece. Um, did did Randy's they... nephew survive? I can't. Remember. I couldn't. Remember yeah, he's that. in the okay. back of it. He, God, the they are the so bad at their jobs. I totally yeah. forgot about that. Like he he's I... in the ambulance at the end, and the sister comes out and gives her the thumbs up, and he gives her the thumbs up, and it's like fucking hell. That is <laughs> that really is really bad. That is such an amazing idea because I watch these movies. And I'm just like, what are the odds these people who want to be killers are so good at it? Because, yeah. like, that they're so good at, especially, like, having a costume and not revealing your identity. Like, that they are so incredibly good at it when they haven't killed before, I assume, yeah. most of them. And yeah. it's, re- like, really, Stu is so successful at this that, you know, like, that he's so good at killing Drew Barrymore, which is his first kill. Yeah. Because um, you have to assume that's probably mostly him, if not completely him. Yeah. Um, and apparently so... Apparently they're both there. I, um, there's, I, there's videos on YouTube that, that 
prophesies that um fear eyes that uh that they're both there and they should give good reasons for why that's a thing but I, I just some people would be bad some people would be bad yeah. and i love that i love it so much like that's such a genius thing to have in that movie um especially yeah. and it it helps because i felt like I mean, it was a little too gory, like the stabs it were a little too much. And right. so I the fact that they survived, I think kind of balances that out a little. Um yeah. although you're like, especially, how did they? Especially, yeah. Especially Jenna Ortega at the beginning. That's that's fucking horrifying what she goes through. She gets a leg broken and everything. Mm-hmm. They show I think that's why they show things like the knife through the neck mm-hmm. and like very slow sort of gory detail when uh, I can't remember his name uh, Judy's son mm. he gets stabbed in the neck and it's very mm. very slow and I think it's just to show that 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 they may not be great at their jobs but uh, but they're going to keep trying mm-hmm. and it's the same thing with like Judy Judy gets stabbed a hell of a lot mm. and I think that just shows that eventually they are going to kill someone mm. <laughs> Then you've got pointless characters like the guy in the bar, um, who used to who who dated one of the girls like a summer fling or something, mm-hmm. um, and then he dies in the very next scene. Yeah. And then later on, it's just like a throwaway line that he's somehow related to fucking um, Stu, like randomly, and mm-hmm. it's like well, that's not that doesn't. That makes no. I mean, it's not makes no sense. It's just it's fucking pointless. He doesn't yeah. have to be there. It's only there to have another kill. He doesn't need to be in the movie. And like because of the alphabetical order of the credits at the end, he's like for Billin. Um, so it's very strange to me. Right. As much as I say earlier on that, I wish Dewey was in it more. I'm glad the movie's not about the, the original three. Yeah. Um, I'm glad the movie's about this this sort of these two sisters, mm. um, which you don't really see. You don't see in a screen movie, but it's like two sisters who love each other. They're kind of estranged. I like that. I like that core relationship. Well, and but sorry. Oh, go on, go on. Uh, even though I don't think that the woman who plays uh, Sam is the strongest actress. That's what Dylan um, said too. Yeah, she's not really convincing. But then, because it just goes to show, um, she kind of gets acted off the screen when she's in the same scene as like um, David Arquette, who's also mm-hmm. not the strongest actor, but he brings his A game in this yeah. movie. He's and he and I love this movie. I was so happy his theme was still there. Um, yeah, that almost that made me a little emotional. Um, and yeah. and also Jack Quaid's really good. I I love Jack Quaid. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know that's who it was to the end credits. Yeah, I I really because I watched the boys and I I really I really like him on that. Um, I was excited when they announced that he was in this movie. Yeah, I do like how they got the original people there. Like the reason Gail's there makes sense because you're like, why would you go back? Why would you go back to Woodsboro, right? Yeah, and like Dewey's there, and Dewey's kind of a hero, so that makes sense. Yeah. But like, and so, but then Gail, like her job, sending her there because she's been through this and she literally wrote the book on it, and yeah. um, that makes sense. And Sydney, like being like, "There's no way I'm ever going back to that place again." Like the fact that Dewey's death brings her back, it because I'm like, well, how is she going to get there if she's never planning on going back? And 
I think they did a really good job of explaining why these people yeah. would be there. Um, I did like that. This movie, one thing I appreciate about it is it's clearly very well thought out. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's it's not like a lot of sequels, you know, they're cash grabs and they're not very well thought out. And, and yeah, or... Yeah. Or it's something like, and I like Scream 2, but Scream 2 is the same thing with American Pie 2 and I think Rush Hour 2. Those are the three examples I can think of where they wanted to get a sequel out so fast, like within a year, that they just copy the pattern from the first one. They're taking, they're kind of taking what happened in the first one and just redressing it, right? Like in American Pie... You know, in the first one, you have them watching Nadia on the computer. And in the next one, you have everybody listening to these girls at this house. Um, and because Scream 2, I wouldn't be. I mean, I know that he had outlines for what the movies were going to be. But I wonder if it would have been different if they'd taken a couple years instead of going right into production. Yeah, they did change a lot of Scream 2 when they were making it as well. They changed a lot of the script. Yeah. Who the killers were and stuff like that. I'm amazed just how good Scream 2 actually is. Yeah. It's rushed because I think a lot of sequels do suffer from that. Mm -hmm. And it has a lot of flaws, like plot-wise. It's just some of it doesn't add up. But I do think that Scream 2 is is the better sequel Mm -hmm. of the rest. Um, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's one of my favourite ones. Um, But this one, right, I do agree that it's been fought out, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The, the only reason Sydney goes back is because Dewey dies. Why wouldn't she, you know? Yeah. The, obviously, she would go back. Well, and especially to be there for Gail, you know? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah she know, she loves Dewey, but it's also, she's she's mourning herself, but she's also being a good friend. Um, cause yeah, they've... see, the relationship between Gail and um, Sydney is, like, one of the best ones, one of the stronger ones in the entire. Because if you watch the first game, Sydney punches her out, right? Mm-hmm. And then in the second scream, they're just kind of like, hey, hey. And then, but the first scream, they're hugging um, when they see each other, just sort yeah. of like, just they, they kind of just should be hug. Yeah, we'll hug. Mm. But then in the fourth movie, they're like, hug. This movie, they're like, hug, cry. And it's like, yeah, that is, that is the progression of that relationship. Well, because it's like they've been through war together, you know, Mm -hmm. they they've been through like the most traumatic thing. And it's multiple multiple times. And and especially like with, um, you know, like with Sydney, it's always more personal. Right. Like it's always somebody who's closer to her. And that's not the case with Gail. But then Gail also had to deal with the fact that like she was totally wrong about the killer and that like she might have. Who knows what would have happened if she hadn't. Or, no, she was right about him not being the killer. But, like, if she had, like, yeah. I don't know, like, no, she gets she to know right, Sydney. Right. She gets to know Sydney and, like, realizes, like, she did damage mm. to her with that book. Yeah. And then in this one, her talking about how, she, you know, maybe she shouldn't have written that book, the Woodsboro Murders book. Didn't she yeah. say that at one point? She says it in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She wished she never wrote that and she blames herself or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, but that just brings me up to another thing where she says that and then Sydney says no it wasn't you it was um it was Billy Loomis it was mm-hmm. old Billy Loomis um so Scott Foley's character for Scream um free is sitting there wiping a tear from his eye um because he's not getting any more recognition he's mm-hmm. just been forgotten about he was yeah. the mastermind after all it was old Billy Loomis so yeah 
fuck that character. So <laughs> I like that's what I like about this is that it is Billy Loomis. Billy Loomis was fucked in the head. He mm-hmm. was he was insane and um mm-hmm. which is you know, as we spoke about it in this Scream Free episode, uh, that I really did not like that plot point where it was no it was really her brother who yeah. you know railroaded them into it and uh, coerced them into it and stuff. That doesn't make any sense to me. It makes more sense that Billy is just this alpha male who um, was insane and uh, hates women um, and he coerces his weak-minded friend into killing people. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense to me than the jealous half-brother who, you know, fuck it. So I'm glad that they did that. Even though bringing Skate Ulrich back in the first place is fucking insane for that. I just don't get, I just don't like those scenes. The, the third act does get kind of samey for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, someone gets stabbed but they're okay. So, um, Gail gets stabbed but she's okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Sydney gets stabbed but she's okay. The friend gets stabbed, she's okay. Um, but I do like the fact that when Sam goes to take, to, goes to save her sister, her sister is tied up in the in the cupboard. Mm-hmm. And she's gagged. But the boyfriend has already put it into her head that she could be the killer. Mm-hmm. That it's actually Tara who's the killer. Which makes fuck all sense. But it does plant the seed in her head. There's a bit of hesitation when she's going to cut the, the thing. And then you think she doesn't do it. But she does. Yeah. And I just I like the line where you hear a noise. And then everyone's like, what the fuck is that? And then Sam just goes, yeah, and tied her. <laughs> um, I really liked that. I was like, yeah, good. Uh, fuck shit up, Tara. You deserve it. You deserve to get your revenge. Yeah. And also, like, she's the one who kills Amber. Mm-hmm. But it's like um, Sydney and Gail are debating which one of us is going to kill her. Mm-hmm. We could do it because she killed Dewey. Okay. And then she gets set in fire, which is fucking horrific. But then she's still alive. Comes at them and she gets yeah. shot. I, I also, like I love how chill Gail and Sydney are. Yeah. They're just like, we've been through this four times. Yeah, We exactly. know what we're doing. We always survive. Like they yeah. are, they are so, they're, they're the veterans. And I yeah. just love that they are just like, okay, here's what we do. You guys, like we, be, we, we're the experts here. They just don't get shocked anymore yeah. by what they see. I mean, they, they barely blink at this teenage girl getting burned to death in front of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amber says about passing the torch. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, it's time to pass the, cho- the torch because you're two are old and blah, blah, blah. And then once she's burning to death on the floor, Sydney just says, enjoy that torch. <laughs> it's like, that's just fucking cold. And well, I love it. And I love, you know, at the beginning of uh, Scream 3... Sydney has, you know, she's living in the middle of nowhere. Like she clearly yeah. doesn't have contact with people. Um, she's, you know, she kind of lives in fear. Um, and I love how well adjusted she is in this one. Like she's married, she has kids, yeah. she's got right. her shit together, she owns a gun. <laughs> she's like, she's yeah, of course she has a gun. She's Sydney fucking Prescott. She's kind of, even though she's been through this horrible thing four times, like she's finally okay and has a good life and is staying away from Woodsboro. And I, and she's so calm and it's, I, I love well-adjusted Sydney. Um, I, I also love Dewey not being okay. Um, after everything, cause someone's got to not be okay. 
I don't know. I thought where the characters were in this movie was really good. And I love Judy being the, the sheriff. Yeah. Um, I was glad Judy was back because I really liked her. Um, yeah. Marley Shelton. She's yeah, I love Marley Shelton. She's underrated. She is underrated. Uh, by the way, yeah. Nev Campbell looked good. Yeah. She's looking really she good. Did you ever see Skyscraper? Yes. That was a delightfully ridiculous movie. I loved it so mm-hmm. much. And like that's Dylan was like, what has she even done lately? And I'm like, Skyscraper? Which he didn't see. I actually watched it at the gym and it made me forget I was working out, which is like, that's right. what I want, right? Like, I want yeah. to forget that I'm working hard. And it, I was actually working out harder because on the elliptical because I was like so amped up <laughs> by this mm-hmm. action movie. But it's it was really nice to see Nev Campbell again because we don't see her in very much anymore. I've always liked Nev Campbell. Yeah. I would like to have seen like a Cherry Falls kind of scene though, where the killer just came out and just started killing random party goers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I thought that would have been quite fun because I was expecting that because I heard that the last scene of this, the last act of this takes part in a party and I was like, mm-hmm. oh good, Ghostface is actually going to, you know, get a big number this time um, and rack up those kills and he doesn't. Well, they don't. But yeah, I don't really, I like the surprise that it is Amber It's a killer. I just don't buy that she's a killer. Mm-hmm. Um because she's just this little tiny petite person. I'm still impressed that these guys did such a good job. Because I remember when Wes Craven died, I was like, well, we're not getting any more screams. Or if we do, I'm probably not going to care that much. And yeah. the way they have spoken about this movie since it was first announced, I felt like, oh, this could actually be really good. Like, I felt a lot better about it. And then seeing it, I was like, okay, so this is kind of what I wanted. Like, and they've been saying for a while that it was a reboot and a sequel. And I wasn't mm-hmm. totally sure what they meant by that. And this, it's totally clear to me now. Um, and I think yeah. that choice, I think that choice is interesting. I do. Um, to To introduce new people and then, you know, maybe sequels, if there are sequels, it might just focus on them. But Like, you have to have Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox and David Arquette in another one, right? Like, if they didn't show up in the next one, that would actually make sense to me. But, like, yeah, this... Because it is passing the torch, yeah, as they say in the movie. Mm -hmm. See, I think the movie does sort of lean too much into that sort of dialogue, though. I do think that there's some parts that are like, right, we get it. Mm -hmm. We get it now. You can stop saying it. We get it. Mm -hmm. But, right. Despite my misgivings, I think you've convinced me Ken, <laughs> that I kind of like this. Still have some issues with it. I just think a lot of the, like, there's no need for that guy to die. There's no need for that guy to be in the movie at all. Yeah, Kyle Gallner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was no point in him being there. I think they just wanted another kill real quick. Like, honestly, I was. think that's what yeah. it was. Um, no. Well, he was the first kill, technically. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because Tara doesn't die. God, this... I I had so much fun watching this movie. I really did. Yeah. I, I There was bits I just thought was a bit too mean-spirited, but like I say, I, I was wincing throughout the opening scene, but the fact that she lived, I was like, yeah, okay, fair enough. I accept it. I accept how violent and horrible and um, uh, terrible to that character that first scene was. But, uh, but yeah... Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but if they do make another one, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and I don't have, like, this isn't a huge problem for me, but there was a point where I'm just like, what are the odds that this whole friend group 
is related to people who have been yeah. through this. That's yeah, a little also, crazy. I don't really buy them as friends. I didn't think that... It's a problem I have a lot in these kind of movies where it seems like the friends group don't actually like each other. Mm-hmm. They just seem to be friends because, you know, maybe like they've been forced into it. Um, because they, they live in a small town. Well, my my um, my theory, like one theory I have, is that maybe they hadn't always been friends, and if Amber had been planning this for a while, yeah, maybe she she kind of managed to get the group together, maybe, yeah. so that and that would explain why they're all related. Um, yeah, because that maybe, would yeah. that would be possible, and um, yeah, I just love that they met on Reddit. Yeah. I wish they hadn't, she kept calling him baby and stuff, and I wish there hadn't been a romantic thing there, because I like the idea of them just being two crazy people killing, and that it, like, I does it always have to be some sort of romantic thing? Yeah, I, but he doesn't call her that. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's one-sided. He doesn't, he doesn't show any feelings towards her whatsoever. And then he apparently hates women, because he's repulsed with the fact that he had to have sex with Sam. Um, but I don't know. I just yeah. Okay, it's fine. I like it. <laughs> okay. Uh so that's all we have time for. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Drop Pod. My website is shiftthebest.co.uk. Uh, contact shiftthebest.co.uk if you want to email us. Uh, where can people find you on the net, Jen? I'm at Pilot Inspectors on Twitter, and I have a Party of Five uh, podcast called uh, Closer to Free. So thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll speak to you next time. Goodbye. Bye.